Nope, audio on my side is good. Audio for you is good. Audio for me is good. Socks, say one little thing. My audio is always good. Alrighty. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff... Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 102 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome back for another episode. Got another full one, hopefully a little bit standard in time and not running over this time. Uh, we also have the main man, the reason you're here. It's Major Socks, Captain Socks, hey, Ammon oh, Socks, Recruit Socks, CV Socks. Will you stop that, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> I quite like CV Socks, actually. I might try to remember CV that Socks? one. CV Socks? <laughs> uh, okay, fine. And then we have Grunt's. Front brute or uh, George up, up in no man land, Wyoming. Oh, I'm not a boat for once. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you went grunt socks, which in military terms would be an upgrade for me. Yeah. Just as a reminder for the folks, this episode of Getting Table is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Uh, If you go to their website and you use the code GT2305, you get 5% off any order over $100. $100. Please try to support the people that support us. They're very kindly supporting us and helping us actually have gettingtabled.com. We wouldn't be able to do that without them. So if you're looking for hobby stuff, check them out. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. So actual exciting news from the Games Workshop, um, the Bretonians. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I said this to you afterwards or if I said it during the recording, but there's been quite a few people that's one been wondering lately if all of the old world talk was just old world. It was just that, just talk. Um, because we hadn't really seen anything other than like lip service, pretty much. This pretty much confirms that they are actually working on it. Uh, I still have my doubts as to whether there's enough room in the hobby for both games. Uh, and no, I do not think that this is going to kill Age of Sigmar. Uh, I actually think that would be a very stupid move for them to do, as much as I know that there's a crowd that wants them to do it. Um, as, as much as, you know, kind of myself, you know, and a lot of people do want the, the old world fantasy back, I think when they developed Sigmar and they made that first first rule change and finally added points back i think they probably made the superior of their major games i think the rule set and the way the game goes is superior to that of 40k i yeah, think it's massively it, superior to 40k yeah yeah i i, I think it I is still think that they're the behind a lot of the industry but no they're massively yeah. it's massively better than 40k you know it, it, it is in ways better than fantasy fantasy has its little niche niche that you know made fantasy fantasy and then yeah so um but on when that it, hand I, I go ahead i was just gonna say when it comes to the death of fantasy uh and the launch of sigma there's kind of been two loud voices when it comes to things that were very upset one of those voices we don't care about because they're just being trolls for the sake of being trolls the other one is where are my bretonians so it doesn't really surprise me that these are the first actual sculpts that we're seeing uh not that these are final sculpts by any means but the fact that they are from that part of the world there's also some tomb king stuff here but I, I, i think with the changes going from Sigmar to or from fantasy to Sigmar the the classic approach of the rank and file you know or the wedge as the Protonians did um was very difficult to translate over into Sigmar have they found a way to do that and they're just doing Protonians again or is 
this just the actual confirmation that they are bringing back, you know, the old world? Uh, uh, either way, it's, old, it, it's literally called old world development, Diary well, George. Well, there is that, but <laughs> until I see it, until I see it, I know it still isn't happening. You know, the problem with Age of Sigma is that, uh, as much as don't get me wrong, I understand people wanted them. Having Bretonia turn up in Age of Sigma made absolutely no sense. I mean, as it as it is, the story for Age of Sigma is grasping at straws a lot of the time but just bringing back ages bringing back Britannia out of nowhere when like there's no like there's just no reason for them to exist uh yeah. just wouldn't have made any sense they, they do i do feel that they kind of need to explore the human side of that world a little better like cities of sigma yeah sure that's a good stopgap, but i don't think that's enough uh yeah. in saying that it's already kind of getting convoluted enough too like there's really they don't want to make the the world any more ridiculous than it is yeah for sure uh from what we're seeing here um I really like what I'm seeing for the Tomb Kings. And I mean, big time. I love what I'm seeing from the Tomb Kings. The, the, the Tomb Kings, yeah, it does look good just because, you know, one, if you go back to, you know, the old world before Sigmar happened, Tomb Kings was really old and one of those armies that was in a need of a huge refresh. Oh, if that's entirely... Like, yes, they were okay. quite old, but some of those models still hold up quite well. Well, I mean, it is skeleton, so I mean, it's 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 pretty easy for it to hold yeah. up. But we, 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 with the exception of, like, Nagash and, like, some of the big major characters that are like you know your army centerpieces all the other stuff was really old yeah very much so, so hey hey socks socks yeah. look it's regular night type dudes i know actually they act, i like the helms actually a lot <laughs> the, the, and stuff like that um i, I like the egyptians I, I like the fact that they're leaning into the egyptian side of what the tomb kings were too like those weapons just they feel like they're from that part of the world i mean they are slightly get, different but they look nice can, can we go back up to one of the bretonian helms real quick and socks will know exactly what i'm talking about when I point this out. So if we look at the one with the antlers, yep. socks, where the, where the visor part is, you know, the little isolates, but that entire section up there, does that not look like Florida Man on his, like, swamp boat with his yes. giant, like, Oakleys on? <laughs> yes. It, it almost looks like a Shredder helmet, except for the antlers, as in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, almost. Um. So yeah, look, it's, like, this is a very clearly still a world away. I, I'd like to think they're aiming for next year at this point. Like, I, it's clearly not coming this year. Um, unless they're aiming for Christmas. But, I mean, if they're aiming for Christmas, then very clearly we're getting Britannians versus um, Tomb Kings in the box. But, I don't know. That would be a great box, I think. It'd be one that would sell out. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like I'm watching this one curiously. Like As, as I said, I don't think there's enough room in the market for both games um, because they are essentially going to be just... Uh, they're too similar. Like, they're very different games, but... <laughs> Almost similar at the same time. But the problem with my argument, of course, is that to some extent there's a lot of people that just buy whatever they're told to buy um, and I, I don't think that's a good thing for the industry but long term wise introducing two games of the same size is going to damage one of those games and that's not a good thing for business so then there needs to be a point of difference between the two beyond base type that, that's my yeah. opinion uh, moving on I want to start with the next story by saying I have massive skeptical opinions as to how this was revealed because I struggle to believe that they just accidentally sent this out to a customer oh, uh, yeah, we got reviews we got I, reveals of dante yeah i was gonna say I, I i agree with that especially for the fact that the real reveals we got are this you know paint job right here like this exact like that's that's super sketch now don't get me wrong i i, I totally think this was an intentionally planned especially yeah, so after how they did um uh leagues of otan last year with the april fool's day i this, this is totally right on that same path of you know yeah 
See, but what I'm referring to, for those that don't know, is there was a post that went out conveniently the day before the reveal. Though, to be fair, if it was genuinely an accident, they would push this forward. Um, a customer had ordered the old Dante, apparently, and received the new one. And we hadn't even had a tease of a new Dante yet. Uh, well, no, there may have been a tease I've missed. That's maybe not necessarily true. Um, the paint job that was shown off in the original photos, um, like, it's not literally this one. Uh, it certainly was a worse paint job than this one. I mean, it wasn't a bad one. It was just, like, it, it was not as good as this. Um, I kind of feel like there was something along the lines of, hey, so what we should do is we'll send this out to this guy that just happens to have a very big following. Like, th this went viral in the sense of, like, viral. And, like, in the 2000s, like, in, like, the, the late 2000s, 2000s there is a period of time where we got all of these leaks from games workshop and everybody knew and i mean everybody knew that they were coming from games workshop directly but your news always picked them up always made it sound like it was a very big deal that they'd stolen these images and it was your usual culprits this is part of where spiky bits gets their reputation from uh whether you love them or hate them but, but it is part of where they get their reputation from as those days um it's it's very much it, this feels to me at least very much like games workshop playing the leak machine again um because there's no there's absolutely no way that this has happened by accident oh absolutely um, Absolutely. I mean, I mean you, you don't you don't accidentally ship, you know, probably one of the hero characters and the greatest need of a model makeover yep. since the release of Primaris. You do not accidentally like ship and release that. No, I'm sorry. No, no. Especially especially when it looks as glorious as it does. Yeah. Now, is it possible that they had mistimed the postage of it? Maybe it wasn't supposed to arrive until after. But I find it very difficult to believe that this wasn't planned from the outset. So if we do this, everybody's going to think that somebody screwed up. And that's just going to... And what happens when everybody thinks Games Workshop screwed up? Everybody spreads it like wildfire because they want to annoy Games Workshop. I personally think this is some very, very clever viral marketing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and mm -hmm. what's been lost in all of this is that, you're right, the model is gorgeous. Um, I, I would even challenge Socks not to like this, honestly, because I think this would go... I, I think this might actually tickle a couple of Socks' fans. Fantasies. Not fantasies. Fancies. Nah, maybe. maybe it's very it's very Greek, their armor set. It is. So uh, I was gonna say Italian, um, because you know, Dante and Dante's death mask. Um, there's my mm. one complaint about the model, and that's the, the scenery uh, base. The, no, no, no. Actually, I don't mind that one so much because it fits the model. Yeah. No, my one complaint is the uh the the um blood drop uh logo um icon iconography in the middle of his forehead. Uh that was always there though i understand that but with as much detail and as glorious as that that mask looks it doesn't need it no i agree it doesn't it doesn't need it but you know what happens when games workshop changes things they're not they're not allowed to change things good george I, yeah, you should I, know I, this I, by now i know i know so um, um no as, as far as like uh the the terrain scenery i'm i'm pretty okay with that because one it's very obvious that oh you can just cut that off super easily mm. um based it's most based likely off, a separate piece as always yeah based on you know how he's actually 
actually like designed with the that Primaris backpack. Uh, you could probably get one of the no, the normal flight stands that they're using for those uh, uh Primaris troops. You know, with the the flight yeah. stand and get yep. that wedged on there and like have him in an actual like flying pose, kind of you know where he's not touching the ground. So yeah, the problem no, is no, it like actually that. shows him without that stone uh piece. Does it? Mm -hmm. What? Where? Scroll down. Uh, are you talking about how there's two copies of the model and one of them smaller? Because that's an old that that's comparing the oh, old that model the with the one? new one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the old ancient one that you know. I you what I know nothing. To be fair, I from someone that's not into 40k, I can completely understand why you've made that mistake. Um, I mean, and to be fair, looking at that the old model versus the new model, you know, they they have really like stayed true to the original design. Very much. You know, so. yeah, I just made it yeah, better. Yeah, there, there's a couple things they've made better. You know, now that they're using you know, like good you know plastic injection molding instead of you know metal or fine crap. Um, yeah. Uh, socks. Yes. Now that you now that you realize what it is, isn't it amazing how cartoony the old one looks in comparison? Yes. It almost looks chibi. Almost. Yeah. If you're familiar with what chibi is. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really, really happy about this. I mean, I, I'm a Blood Angels player. Well, I was a Blood Angels player and collector. I don't have anything Blood Angels now. Uh, oh, no, that's not, that's not true. I do still have... Oh, no, I have one Blood Angels thing. I still have my custom Fiston that I made. Um, but some things stand out and go, I've wanted this for so long. Um, I, I may actually end up grabbing this eventually. Uh, moving on. We got Squirrel Girl for Marvel Crisis Protocol. And Gwenpool. And Gwenpool, yes. But, but yeah, it's Gwenpool. Squirrel Girl, come on. It's far more interesting than... Uh, uh, truth be told, I know who Squirrel Girl is, but that really is as far as it goes. It, it's just, it's such a random thing. Um, so I, I've never read Squirrel Girl. I know who she is, and I know that it's very, very popular. Uh, Gwenpool is certainly more modern than Squirrel Girl was. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys go in game, I suppose. Can, can we can we address one thing on the Gwenpool model? Model real quick though the little sharky thing no <laughs> no how the gwenpool model is breaking the fourth wall because looks what's look what's in the the basing a gwenpool oh, comic yeah comic yeah uh gwenpool very much does do that uh for the record so um, um yeah I, i'm I, i'm a big fan of this it looks really nice that's just me personally um, i i like i like the gwenpool model it's very very actiony you know yep. which you know th th they they have been known to have issues of you know let's let's make this look good uh, with some of the, especially some of the female poses. Uh, the, the squirrel girl one, other than it's squirrel girl, I, I, squirrel girl, I feel a little let down in it. It's, but I mean, what do you do with squirrel girl? I mean, you know. I'll say this: yeah. the, the the fact that the most interesting thing in that mini is the squirrel that's also flexing um, is kind of a little bit worrying to me. I mean, but I, I love the fact that it's basically holding up the same pose that she is. But I can't disagree with you. It's kind of a little bit. I think to some like the the. the Sculpt is fine. The painting leads a little bit to be desired, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that that painting does seem a little... Or, like or it's look the at, photography. Oh, it's one or the other. When you look at the Gwenpool and then look at Squirrel Girl, like, yeah, there, there's a letdown in Squirrel Girl for sure. There, there was a time in Games Workshop, and it wasn't even that long ago, where, like, models would be absolutely fine, but the way they painted them, painted them and photographed them made them look really nerfy. Uh, and I kind of feel like that's what we're getting... Because that face looks like it's been sculpted wrong like it looks like there's almost no nose and like there is a nose there i think it's the photography letting them down here i gotta say like the, the other thing i'm starting to find frustrating
frustrating about the Marvel reveals is that we only ever get one view of each model. Yeah. Like, you really don't really know what you're getting until you have the model in hand. I would like to see them start, like, not not so much a 360 degree view, but I'd, I want to start seeing more photos. Because I mean, even like with the photos that we get, it's literally the same photos from the boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just cropped out the, the stuff on the, bot yeah. the model. Yeah, and it's like they only took the one photo. And it's like, it's what we got, what we're working with, go. Mm. No, no, we're not doing three photos of each one. No, just one photo. Yeah, uh, and I'm not just, because yes, we're looking at this on the Asmodee website, but like the official reveals are essentially the same. Uh, and the reason that we always go to the Asmodee website is because I prefer wherever I can to be taking resources directly from the source. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just the way I prefer to, to do business, I suppose. Um, but uh, this is another good reveal. Um, it's continuing on the monthly trend that they've been doing for a while, I suppose. We should have another one be revealed within the next week or so, because that's usually the way that it happens. Next up, Seppuku? I'm gonna I'm gonna be ranting shortly. So why doesn't somebody else have a chat about this first? Zombicide is coming back to Kickstarter. So yes, you know exactly what my rant is going to be. Uh, the next one is going to be White Death. So it, it's oh. George. Do you have a different opinion to me? Uh, somebody has to really, before I go I, off. I, I really don't because okay, so Zombie Side is what started Simon. Like they launched that, they blew up. This is now what the seventh or fifteenth version of Zombie Side they're releasing. Like at least. Like so, I mean, at this point, it doesn't need a Kickstarter. They know if they make this, it's gonna sell. It's gonna sell. Yeah. It. Uh, it, it yeah. It's this. This is not a Kickstarter item. Um. Like. Like. Sure. Okay. Like you know, a new a new intellectual property like Onk or or something like that, where it's like you know the game does not actually exist yet sure but for something that's like tried and true and tested and like is known as a seller just manufacture it and sell it like don't yeah. don't mess with the kickstarter look don't get me wrong i understand the arguments Yes, there is a rant coming. And some of you have heard this rant before. Look, I understand the arguments, but if they didn't do it through Kickstarter, we wouldn't get everything that we normally get. But that is complete and utter crap. And most of you know that. I, at the end of the day, the, I, I actually have a couple of problems with this. But A, yes, Zombicide in absolutely... Th there is absolutely zero excuses for Zombicide of all things to be on Kickstarter at all anymore there is no argument for this it's just exploiting their customers that's all this is also I, 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 i'm gonna disagree with that real quick i wouldn't say exploitive customers because oh know, I one would. way or another so so if you, if you look at how much you know the kickstarter stuff costs and what you get from it versus what you would spend at retail i i wouldn't yeah. say there's any exploitation i would say that it's the you know it, it, they're they're trying to upfront fund without having to actually use you know existing resources overhead and yeah. exploitation right but so if i can get the game that i want they have the customer base trained that's the only difference is that there's not very okay. many people that have their customer base trained as well as games workshop do but Simon are definitely one of them. So Bruce, Bruce. So game comes out, right? I want it. You know, with the shipping and the Kickstarter and everything, I'm saving twenty percent versus what I would have to spend on retail. How is that exploiting me? All I'm doing is I'm upfront giving them money for a product that does not exist yet. Given their track record, you know, it's not like Mythic. So I'm most likely going to get this product, and it's going to save me a few bucks. And in one case, you know, you get a better game than what you get on retail. The reason that I'm saying ex is ex 
exploitation is that they are relying on you to pay for their product. Sorry, no. They're relying on you to fund the creation of their product rather than reaching into their own pocket and taking the risk themselves. That's the difference. And I don't disagree with that on an existing intellectual property like Zombicide. On something like Og, you know, where... That's that's why I'm saying it's exploitation. Because they have their customer base trained to a point where... I'm going to say Ankh was not an exploitation because that was a new intellectual property game that they were creating. Yes, and as we've already said, I'm specifically talking about Zombicide here. Well, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I just... No, but you're arguing arguing against my point by mentioning something I'm I'm not talking about. I'm arguing against your your verbiage and your word usage. I I don't think exploitation is right. Exploiting is taking something and then not giving as much in return. That's an exploitation. Yeah, that's also capitalism too, though. But that's literally how business works. To some extent, I, I don't think like I, I, I would not be fair to make that argument because that would be saying that all businesses should lose money, which is bullshit. Well, if we didn't have capitalism, we wouldn't have uh, war gaming and uh, tabletop gaming and board gaming and stuff like that. Because well, no, that that that's literally my point. I have a different problem with this though. This is just this is um, a song of ice and fire, but without paying for the intellectual property, mm, which they already which they already own. Uh, look you at tell image. me that white death is not winter is coming come on uh, because i see a tiger wearing samurai armor well that is true as well but like, so, you can't tell I, me that's not what inspired this idea well I'm, I'm not going to disagree I, I and i think there's just that you know instead of you know doing the exact same thing and then paying george r, r. martin you know like whatever his stupid cut of money is they've changed it enough to where they can do that without having to license it that's the yeah. smart way of doing business if i don't have it to is. pay someone else something i'm not going to pay someone <laughs> The silly thing, like, they're already paying for a license, so by rights. Although I suppose at least this way they don't have to pay a percentage on this particular one. But also but from what I've heard, they already too, own the license for A Song of Ice and Fire. Well, and from what I've heard too, like, the the, the way they've treated that community, it, they're probably trying to keep this project as separate from that community because that community is very unhappy with them, so. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Like, like I said, this is it. George, do you still have the run sheet up in front of you? Yes. Can you read the headline that I attached to this, just for the cust- just for the fan base? Bruce dies on the hill. Yeah, I am dying on this hill. Like, don't get me. I'm not completely anti Simon. There's a lot of practices of theirs that I don't appreciate. But the Zombicide, the Zombicide Hill, I'm going to die on this until it stops happening. It's completely inappropriate. I mean, you you could argue at this point, Awaken Realms is doing the same thing with Nemesis. Uh, yes, but it's not as old. Is the only difference there. But I would I would agree well, with you. Uh. Quarter four of this year, uh, there's a third Nemesis game uh, hitting uh, yeah. GameFound for crowdfunding. Same yeah, but it's, a, it's only three, not 15. But but uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. Just, like, there so, is a slight so, difference. Yeah, but but also too. Bruce, I do agree many, with you. How many other games has uh, Awaken Realms also crowdfunded? Awaken Realms, you could argue, is big enough. They don't need to do crowdfunding either, yet they still are. And you don't, you know, it, it, is, it has become an industry standard now of we can crowdfund, get the money up front to manufacture, and then ship the game. It's... It's a completely new way of doing business. Well, no, actually, it's not a new way of doing business. It's now an old way of doing business. Kickstarter's been around for a decade at this point. You can't call it new. But the reason I have a problem with this and the reason that I will die on this hill is every time Simon do this, it's not a matter of, like, are they smart to do it? Yes, of course they are. They have their customer voice. They have their customer base trained 
to where their customer base not only are willing to put up with this, they expect to be the one to pay for Simon's business. Now, I'm not paying like as in paying for the product. No, they pay for their business at this point. Simon, anyway, I'm moving on. The, the only difference between, I do agree, the only difference between those two is one of those games is only three or four years old. Zombicide's one of the earliest success stories from Kickstarter. That's true. Um, and, but they are both pretty much one and two as far as popular retail games at this point. So, yes, I do agree with you. Um, yes, Socks, you're right. It's time to move on. Um, we have a new Kickstarter coming Speaking in Kickstarter. from Archon. Yep. <laughs> um, so, Archon have been doing Dungeons and Lasers for a while now, uh, but this one is actually a full-on campaign with proper minis and proper everything. Like, this is... Like, this hasn't actually gone live yet. Uh, this is a preview that was given to on Tabletop. Uh, so I want to give credit there because that's where I've got this link from. Um, and this thing is huge. It's designed to work for Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I mean, most of their stuff is fairly generic enough where you can kind of slide it into whatever. But this is literally a campaign supplement with literal monsters and dare i say the best looking owlbear i've seen in miniature form ever uh that's a really mm, good looking owlbear i'm gonna say second second best I, i've seen one where it was like the full-on like it had its wings up posed like it was coming and attacking like okay. it, yep fair. It, but th this still looks good um i'm wondering if they're uh jumping on this and doing this after the whole outrage of ogl 1.1 of like hey let's make something and sell it and people will buy it because they're still uh pretty horked at uh, Wizards of the Coast. Um, well, th that's probably fair. Archon Studios have been doing this particular product for a while now. Um, oh, have they? Okay. Yeah. No, th this has been around for a while. Uh, I actually have backed one of their previous ones, and I've done unboxings for the channel. Um, basically, up until now, a lot of it has been um, like just dungeon tile based. Um, so as opposed to 3D printing, it's all hard plastic dungeon tiles. Uh, I really need to get around to painting mine um, because I never actually got around to that. So I haven't had a reason can, to use them. Can you scroll down to where you get to the Fortress of Dragza? Fortress of Dragza. Yes. Now let it sit there. This is one of the coolest things I have seen yep. for showing off your the minis. Yep. That that is so cool. I really like this. Um. So this is all hard plastic. Uh. There's sections of this. This is another one of these ones where at, at the end of the day, there's um there is stuff that's not been made yet, obviously, and that's what you're kickstarting this for. But they're also offering some of their older products at a discounted price so that you can um, get some of that faster and obviously the profits to that obviously also go to help make their new product this is kind of a point of difference that they've been doing for a while um, as opposed to I mean yet usually if there's a company that's been launching a game through Kickstarter for a while they'll usually like yes you can also get this uh, this is from last time but we'll let you have it again at a slightly at a slightly more expensive uh, because otherwise you're kind of ripping off your previous customers the difference the difference with this though is that if you're specifically buying only the stuff from the older campaigns then you can actually get that stuff like very quickly uh, it's yeah. like within a few months as opposed to obviously they've got to make everything else um i really like the elven woods honestly um as much as yes this is old stuff that they've done before but i actually really like that elven wood i think it's quite nice the detail oh i just saw the tarasque oh my oh. lord that's huge yeah that's pretty cool yeah the elven woods actually look pretty good i would that's actually i would say a good substitute for uh sylvanath yes i agree mm -hmm. uh 386 millimeters that's, so a, that's, that's about a, a foot and four inches that's 15 inches 
I was close. I said, a, I said a foot and four inches is 16, so that's pretty close. Um, yeah. That's huge. That's bang. That's huge, yeah. That's, I don't know if it's as big as um, Smaug, but it, it'd have to be close. Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to, yeah, yeah, that's in uh, Smaug territory for, for miniature size. And at 59 euro. So all, all of this stuff that you're looking that has the rapid shipping logo is like old stuff that they're offering that you can do again. Some of like some of this, I don't think all of it, but some of this is available at retail. Uh, but you will not find these prices at retail, obviously. Um, yeah, like I said, like this is it's it's continuing on a series, but they're doing something new with it. Uh, I mean, people doing fifth fifth ed campaigns with that comes with miniatures on is not entirely a new thing uh, but yeah. I like to see a new company doing it like most other companies are either doing resin or most of them are just 3D prints I'm not against 3D prints I have a 3D printer uh, just in case people think that's where I'm going with that comment it's not uh, but this is the first one I've seen doing it with hard plastic models for a while so that's why I felt this one deserves some attention um, yeah moving on Bushido Bushido yeah Didn't show me a nickel so we've got an, our next wave that's being previewed now uh we've got four of them up at the moment uh so there should be another two well no there is another two that's coming that'll be after this is recorded so the first one we have up is for the minimoto all of these previews have the cards with them as well so if you want to pause and read them you're more than welcome to so hoshi adamu is the well he's 21 rice he's quite expensive so he's a bit of a meat axe um and i like the fact that not only do they show the mini but they also show what the original artwork was as well um I love the fact that they do that. It's just so nice. Also, their artwork is really nice. Uh, we also have a new skeleton dude. Uh, I'm on record to say that I believe that the skeletons they've been doing are a, are among the best on the market right now. They're just so unique. Uh, I really like them, and the artwork for them is amazing as well. So this guy is another one for the Uri, or the Cult of Uri. Satao Hat uh, Hachi, 23 Rai. So again, quite expensive. Uh, then we have the Plainsman Falconeers. These are 14 Rai each uh these are i think the highlight for me so far i love these guys love uh, these it guys is too. yeah it is probably worth noting that ben believes he's found a mistake in this uh because on the card um it has the keywords mercenary and tribesman but i'm gonna bring up my notes here from ben not that he didn't actually mention this specifically for us it's just a coincidence that we're recording on the same day uh, the card, the enhancement card that's supposed to work with these guys are supposed to have the keywords Falconer or Hiroto or Ronin Falconer. Um, so, I mean, they are Ronin and they are Falconeers, but that seems to be a mistake there. I would be surprised if that doesn't get updated because, yeah, there's a specific card that's supposed to be used with these guys. Uh, it could be FAQ'd away, uh, but at this stage, there's an error there that needs to be fixed. And then finally, we have a model that we've actually seen already, but with the exception of when it was very first released, you haven't been able to buy this yet um so this is kodai which is a giant evil looking thing um it's a, a i'm gonna call it a lanterneer so this is from the evil monks uh, it's a giant spirit holding a lantern, and this is just, yeah, all kinds of nasty. So, so um, then, based on the coloring, would you say he's a blue lantern or a purple lantern? Um, Violet. Yes. Yes. 
So, yeah, th that's it so far from the GCT Studios. I could very briefly tease off. You're not going to see it on the screen for you two guys. But we also have a tease of what else is coming. So from here, we've seen most of the top row. It's this stuff that we haven't seen yet. There's somebody with a pointy hat that's coming. And there's somebody with a really horrible looking sword that's coming. So that's what we're waiting on at this stage. Moving on. Socks. You mentioned this earlier, but it was already on the run sheet. TT Combat have released a whole heap of new battle groups. Uh, the Fine most, them. yeah, the most exciting of which is, correct me if I'm wrong, is it the Sheltari that we're so, talking about last? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So so just double check. The Sheltari have a couple of new Warstriders. They're, they're calling them uh, Widow wait, Battle wait, Walkers. You got them first then. And, and then they also got a couple of new gates called, uh, what are they? Zion Gates, which I think is kind of cool because these are the ones can, uh, I was looking at the stats on the uh, Army Builder and these can teleport units up to 12 inches away. So, oh, nice. That's, that's a big, that's a big distance for uh for some gates granted yeah. they're, they're they're staying there the entire game but a 12 inch uh radius 24 I mean, that's a fourth board. yeah exactly well, yeah uh also the gates kind of look cool too they do <clears throat> so it comes with those two whittle uh whittle battle walkers but then also comes with three war striders that you can make uh the dream snare uh jaguar and the what was the other one um leopard leopard there it is yeah so yeah those ones look pretty cool yeah pick up a box do you have shaltari as well i do that's actually what i started with oh uh, that yes that's right we had this conversation uh we've also got the phr this is just essentially a bundle of existing stuff which is fine because that bundles are good it seems means that you save these are all 35 pound by the way like this is a bargain um compared to what you're normally paying for this stuff i mean maybe not necessarily helpful to people that already own everything unless they really need more of them but for people that are getting into the game and haven't bought this stuff yet uh so the phr one comes with oh these are all called armor battle grips by the way um and this is literally designed as a, like a bargain for new players so you get two zeus guardian walkers uh you also get two menship walkers and you get wait what's the transports called why can't i not find them neptunes thank you two neptunes and then uh, a Luna gunship. Yeah, which is which is just yeah gorgeous. It's just yeah, all kinds of like gorgeous. It. So yeah, seven minis in that one. Is it seven minis in all of them? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, seven minis, seven minis. Uh, for the resisty, you get eight minis. So this gets a you're getting a hovercraft in this one, which is already going to make this popular. Um, because they were really hard to come by for a while. They had issues with the mold that they had to recreate, I believe, is what was going yeah. on. But they were kind of very vague as to what the problem was. Maybe that's something we can talk with Louis about when we eventually get him on, when that eventually happens. Uh, you're getting three Attila Walkers. Uh, I've already mentioned the Hovercraft. Uh, you're getting... You can build that as either the regular uh, or as the Hydra Relay. Uh, and yes, you're getting a couple of the helicopters, which I've always been a fan of those helicopters. I think those helicopters are gorgeous. Uh, they, there's they also do look really good. Yeah. Uh, the interceptor's nice too, which is the big flight. No, the big the big flight. It's the big plane thing. It's oh, you mean the Raptor from Battlestar Galacta? Galacta? Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've, actually, these... I'll, I'll say this. It has a very like uh, Art Deco, like um, noir kind of like sci-fi look to it. Yeah, which I can't, which I really like. Uh, I've th these helicopters are amazing. I've always loved these sculpts. They're just so nice. Speaking of which, actually, in our previous episode when we were talking about the Resisti, I had mentioned that it was a mixture of metal and resin. That has changed since I last looked at it. They're all resin now. There is no metal left in that kit, which is a good thing mm -hmm. because yeah, metal is horrible. Death to metal. You cannot kill it's, the metal. Except for death metal. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to the heroes of the game, we have the Scourge. Well, who are you? No, that's... 
that's that was the Shatari or the PHR. Like I have both. No, no, no. I said I said heroes, not villains. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. So the Scourge being obviously everybody's heroic faction. I mean, you wouldn't call anybody else the Scourge. Clearly, it has to be the heroes of the game. Uh, speaking of hills to die on, I love that. I, I love annoying everybody with that. Uh, I'm sure every time I do that, it makes Louis go. Anyway, uh, so we get two Revenant laser walkers, um, which are just really cool. But they they are really cool. Uh, you also get three of the smaller ones, uh, which is the Hive walkers. Sorry, the Afflictor Hive walkers. Uh, you get the Oppressor Command Anthropod. If you don't own one of those, you really need to. They are really nice. Um, I already have one of those because it can't, I bought it separately back in the day. Uh, and you also get three Ravager beetles. So you got some anti-air in there as well, which is nice. Another seven. And then finally, if you want to support the horrible, monstrous UCM propaganda machine, then you can. Uh, you're getting three Katana light tanks. Uh, you're getting some Jackal LAVs. Uh, you're also getting a crossbow laser artillery um, and some Ravens and a Titania Condor. All really nice stuff. Yeah. But these are just really good value, especially if they're full of stuff that you don't own already. Uh, do well, we have any... Yeah. If you're just like getting started out, you know, it's like you get a couple of these and the starters and, you know, it's just like TT Combat is making it really easy for you to just buy a few yeah. boxes and get a really good army going. Pretty much. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I would probably say ignoring faction. Do you have any preferences as to which you think is nicer? I would say maybe the Shaltari, just because you're getting three War Striders and you're getting a different yeah. gate. Uh, I, I'd agree with that, uh, but I'll throw the uh, the resistance into that just because you are getting that hovercraft, which, you know, you know, hard to get a hold of, you know, very crucial yeah, part true, of true. the army with, you know, lots of good support units in that box. Yeah. I mean, at the end yeah, of the day, there's only one of these boxes that you can buy and it's the Scourge because death to everybody else. Uh, but no, I actually think the resistance as well. Uh, the resistance is definitely the better. Well, better is a... It, I shouldn't say better because it, it's the box that I prefer. It, it just looks wise... Uh, um, and like what it contains is just so good. And it, those hovercrafts are just, you really do want them. They're really nice. Yeah. There is also some new terrain that TT Combat are coming out. So unusual for them to have a new set of terrain. Yeah, some of it looks like it's made specifically for a game called Drop Squad Commander. Uh, yeah, there's there's the storage platforms and stuff. Although, hang on, which? I'm talking about the starship. Yeah. Second row. Because if you, if you look at the starship hallway, you know, it's very obviously yeah. for Drop Squad Commander because there's one of the Scourge Drop Squad Commander minis there in the picture. Uh, I missed that one. Oh, it is too. That is very curious. I was going to say that these would be perfect for for kill team but i mean i mean if you're going to play kill team you may as well play drop squad commander because i mean that is what the game is called it's definitely not so, called it's definitely not called strike team commander it's drop squad commander um, um I, I, yeah. I think add a couple, couple more uh, um ideas to that like you know some actual like longer narrower hallways and like you know mm. f few other type rooms and you have the makings of a really really killer zone mortalis uh map which yeah. you know that will lead self to kill team uh, obviously you know just a zorm hotel setup uh drop squad commander when that game finally is released yep. um which will be a while God, what, what, what other games could use something like that just you know oh very much so there's right? a lot of games that can use stuff like this i mean maybe not a fantasy game but there's a lot of games that can use terrain like this i mean hell like even realistically space hulk you, you, you want to play space hulk but like make the game a little bit bigger or just not pr as predictable as the game tends to be or 
or more. Buy at your own like, ship. Well, it looks like the stuff's pretty modular too, because I mean the floor uh, yeah, tiles. Yeah, I was gonna are... say you, you buy you buy a couple of sets, and you could with the, the way their puzzle pieces on the floor itself, and the way the yep. posts are are made, you could very exactly. easily modulize this. Uh, the other ones I wanted to look at are the Inaki. So we got a whole heap of Inaki terrain, which is very very suitable for a certain game that we might have been talking about a few minutes ago called Bushido. Uh, this would fit into that world very very easily. So the Misayama village is a, a lot of like really tiny little huts uh, so good for line line of sight breaking. Uh, all of them have roofs that'll come off which is really nice. Not that Bushido has rules for going inside of the buildings but I don't really care. It's cool uh, and there are other games that could use this stuff obviously. Um, I just like the concept of roofs coming off because like the terrain becomes you know part of the game more so because you know yep. you can use the terrain as I sight but oh there's a doorway I can go in there take the room off roof off and someone else can go in there and the next thing you know you're fighting and shooting inside the building because yep. you can see actually see a move around in there too not just like oh I'm inside the building yeah That's and it. it's also been done so that there's detail on the inside which just helps everything mm -hmm. um, the walkways are quite nice these I mean are very very simple because they're just wooden walkways <laughs> wooden walkways but if you've got like a waterway and you want to put like paths over it and stuff or swampland or so you've got limited ease of movement and then everything else is dangerous terrain perhaps uh, that certainly is a way of getting it done and the anarchy gateway extensions so these are like fences and yeah, just, yeah pretty much and then finally the actual gateway itself is yes where you get your watchtowers and everything um you could make a really really nice board with this for pretty much anything i mean i say bushido because well of course i say bushido it's, it's the most but, obvious yeah yeah mm -hmm. but there, there's a lot of samurai games out there that you could use this with um <laughs> you, you can have a lot of fun with this but as far as news is concerned that's the end of it we are however going to have a look at an indie game not game indie an indie project. definition independent type slang word jargon welcome to the organizer if you've been following marvel crisis protocol you've probably seen this being shared a couple of times this is so george you know that little box that you bought recently the mdf one that you was yep. quite this is a 3d printed version of I mean, I want to say a version of that. It's not that, but it's definitely their own thing. Similar. But it reminds me of that because of the, the layout and how it works. But everything on this is 3D printed. You can buy a physical version of this, just for the record. But alternatively, you can just buy the files for this and make your own. You do want to print this on an FDM printer, not a resin printer, though. Um, this is really, really impressive. So... You can just do a single one. So the Warganizer 2.0 is just one tier. Everything opens up. You've got little extensions that you can add on for books and so forth. And then you open it up and then you have your trays that you can put in custom different trays and so forth. They've been designed around the bases specifically so that you don't have to magnetize anything. So you'll see there's a couple of pictures where you can see how they actually hold the um, the minis in. So in the case of, in the case of um, GW bases where they're they've got the, the the concave on the bases it's just designed around that so that they physically can't come off it's i'm surprised nobody's thought of this already honestly uh, it's a really really simple way of doing it that makes a lot of sense uh there's also versions of these that you can get for marvel crisis protocol as well they've also designed a kit to extend it so that you not only have two of them back to back but they've fixed it so that the handle still ends up being in the middle of the the middle of the damn box this is really really impressive like this is essentially all being organized and done by one guy which is just insane 
So I opened up the uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol one, and they, I like how they've got various different um, art sliders that you can add for your different factions. So if you have like all yeah. uh, Marvel yep, 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 yep. or Spider-Man or, or whatever, you could have those little sliders. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, easy way of customizing it. Um, th there is, like, if you go to organizer.stls, there is like a test one that you could do. So you can just print a blank one and then, I don't know, use stickers or something if you really wanted to. Um, or if you just want to see if, you know, it'll fit on your printer bed, which it should. Um, I was very impressed when I saw this. This is this is really cool. Um, the the I'm looking at the uh, the war organizer kill team uh, uh, pack download. Yeah, where you know it, it's essentially like like the size and scale. Of this is absolutely perfect for something like kill team. Very you much know, so, um, and it houses everything. Yeah, I I was. <sighs> I'd be a little hesitant for for doing anything larger, like maybe the 2.0, you know, back to back, mm. you know, for for like a larger army. Um, I don't know about the the the, the base tray is a really cool idea, but what if you have just that one model that's on the one base size, right? Yeah, and that's it. So, or if you have a that, monster sized mini that's not going to yeah. fit inside of this, yeah, it like, is essentially so, designed for skirmish games. But yeah, this like, product is also not that old, so there's nothing yeah. to say that he won't come up with solutions. Solutions to those problems later yeah but i i will say like you know with the like i could probably like you know the custodians i have right now i could probably get them to work on these trays no problem yeah uh but you know th this is a really good idea and a really great start to to something uh for for someone like me who does not have a, a 3d printer you know it's like yep. do i go get one or do i just find a place that has a really good you know filament uh printing service and print it out that way and, and call it good in theory you can pay them to print it for you if that's, that's the way you yeah. want to go around it uh basically they have the one option which is like it's made to order printed items and they ask you to contact them with like specifically what you need it's like a base of 110 dollars but depending on what you ask i suspect that that would go up depending on what you're asking because if you wanted specific things sure sure i suspect that they would probably change that price because there's a custom orders thing here as well so they actually have so, a, so in the oh where did it go in the 3d printer work uh 2.0 they actually have um, what looks like a flat base, and it shows like a tank in one slider. They actually have some different uh, different bases that you can put it on. They actually have paint pots or paint. Uh, I have seen the paint well. pots. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. The universal tray. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, that works. Yeah. And then you're using oh. elastic bands. That actually works really well. But they also oh, got some sort of bolt action because the, those tanks are probably from bolt action. Mm. That they show. So yeah, this is a, this is a cool idea for any size army. Many. Yeah, did you see? Did you see the some of the Star Wars Legion stuff? There, socks. Yeah, there's a specific Star Wars Legion bundle that you can get to. Uh, where did I put it? There it is. And I like the book holder too. The book holder, I I actually really like the book holder. It's it's a very simple solution, but that that that's not a bad thing. I mean, sometimes simple solutions no. are the best solutions. Um, yeah, uh, the um the Star Wars Legion tray pack um is basically designed to just replace the ones that you've already got. So it's just the trays themselves. You'd still have to have the organizer before that, but there's a tray that holds all of your movement templates and then everything else yeah. and yeah including cards and stuff like they've just really really gone to town on this idea um i, I think they really are onto a winner but otherwise shall we oh there we go uh shall we discuss some hobby Dream, blue, prime, paint. 
What have you been up to, Socks? I think Socks is, is still lost Prime. in the organizer, I think. What Prime. are you trying to... Oh, because you're trying to plan for April? Or is there like, something else that's making you I feel like I betrayed myself. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side of Oh, it did show up! <laughs> You lied to us. No, he showed up today. Yeah, I feel like I betrayed myself. We've <laughs> all got our skinks now. Look, you can paint it up. in any style that you want. So if you want to paint it to make it look like it's from Star Wars or something, nobody's going to stop you. I know you. I could. I know I could. So. Ooh, I could totally see this being able to like pass as something from Star Wars. Yeah. Or or yeah. paint it up to be like make it look like it's from something from history or something. I don't know. So I have some ideas. So that's what I've been pulling up with the idea of, of what I want to do. But uh, I'm going up to St. Louis here in a couple weeks mm. and I'm hoping the wife will let me buy Gettysburg set I haven't talked to her yet but I'm hoping you, so. you're, you're going to you're going to miniature market for that I am while you're there could you take a baseball bat to sell his kneecaps and tell him to get a label on my pledge and you get it shipped yeah I can do that are me. they dealing with the hey man <clears throat> oh the, the the it is atrocious of how miniature market is handling the uh, uh, masters of the universe shipping I'll see if I can just pick it up for you and uh, then ship it for you um, you would have not. to organize that <laughs> I know so that's what I've been doing uh, just trying to toy out ideas with the paints that I have already and now that he's finally showed up yeah I have I have a few ideas none of which I'm going to mention to you well, I, I have I my have. entire scheme with, with the exception of one of uh, two things I have my entire scheme ready to go for the guy so nice uh, I will say this for those of you who have not you know heard us talk about it on this uh, show or who've not who have not you know just heard of it at all general get yourself the paint rack app oh yes yes like it's been a while since we mentioned that actually we're not sponsored yeah. or anything by them. George found them completely by coincidence, and, and it's really good. I, I I will say this right. I picked one color, right? One color that I'm going to paint that skink, and literally, and I and I just selected my scale 75 colors because I have a good selection of scale 75, and I picked one paint, and just going with that app of uh, saying, oh, this is the good contrast for this, and this complements this, and this. just doing that literally was able to pick out my entire scheme in five minutes. Nice. So I. I understand there's some people who want to sit there and scratch their heads and think about it, but if you want good contrast, good complementary colors and stuff like that, and you don't want to have to think about it, spend the the six or seven dollars or whatever and download that app. Not much. Purchase the, the the pack for it and support the creators because it is brilliant. Uh, it's there is a free version of it, but it's missing a couple of the um of the options. If you're also there's also another app that I came across recently for paints and stuff. Brush Rage. It's all in one word though. Uh, if you're someone that keeps on forgetting to paint down, sorry, to um, take down the actual colors that you use and stuff, it actually lets you save your color schemes so that if you're coming back to a range you haven't touched in a while, you don't have to remember everything. Um, you can yeah. actually save it and come back to it. Pa Paint Rack has that same thing, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't used that bit then. I well, I, I don't know if it does, but I, I believe it does. If not, that's also good good to know as well. Mm. But yeah, the, the cool thing about the Paint Paint Rack app is, you know, it's super easy to add your paints. There's like a little button. You push it and you scan the barcode on your paint and it says, is it this? And you say yes. And it adds it to your library. And then it knows exactly what you have. And the, nice. the list of manufacturers is just huge. There's Citadel, Vallejo, Reaper, Ammo, AK, Interactive Army Painter P3 Tamiya Scale 75 Green Stuff World uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that Battlefront Citadel Classics Coat to Arms uh, Darkstar Deco Art um, Cuttlefish Colors I didn't huh. Not familiar Forge with World that You're right um, Golden uh, Huge Miniatures Humbro uh, It's even got Two Thin Coats in the So list. it's basically got everything then Yeah nice Yeah uh, Turbo Dorks Testers It has testers for crying out loud <laughs> 
No, it's not so, up properly. Yeah, and I, I want to say it was five bucks when I did it. You know, if it's ten bucks, it's still a steal of an app. No, Crute. I give up. Yeah, I've it's been building Crute. So there's a, an unboxing coming this week of the Crute kill team that I have done. Uh, it's already up on our Patreon for those that would like to have a look at it. Um, I am a big fan of this box set, and I'm not going to say anything more because it kind of ruins the unboxing. Um, <laughs> to the point where I was very specific about which mini I picked because there's a point where I'm not sure which which I'm building and which I'm not, so don't want to ruin the video. Um, so, otherwise, it's been more Entropy City, kind of more on the development side of it this last couple of weeks than anything else. Um, was it last week that I had the game, or was it the week before? Did I speak about the game that we had recently? last episode uh, i don't think so okay well i had um i was actually able to lead two people through a game of entropy city uh this is the first time yes. i'd kind of moved up to the full four by four table so i built up a four by four yeah a four by four table uh using the mantic uh road tiles that i had in the mars attacks game we spoke about previously um i like i deliberately like i kind of went a little overboard like i used my own terrain i deliberately created a couple of bottlenecks to try to like force things to slow down in certain areas and like, i tried to create a table that was very like you would actually have to think about how you wanted to go nice. the there, there was a couple of points where people went a little bit too fast and couldn't turn corners too quickly and had to go through the rubble uh they didn't actually crash they rolled really well so that was a bonus but the table itself went pretty much exactly how i wanted to um it's also the first time that i've been testing with wounds because wounds have actually yes finally been introduced uh for a long time i was kind of like well yeah but we've already got stress and if you have too much stress you're eventually going to crash it anyway doesn't that kind of achieve the same thing and i mean it does but uh it, there'd been a few people that are kind of like, no, I do think you should have wounds as well. Because uh, my thought was, like, I didn't want it to get... Because sometimes if you have too many things, it becomes too... It just becomes convoluted. Complex. Because, yeah. Yeah. And, and complexity, just for the sake of making things complex, is boring to me. Uh, but somebody kind of like pointed... Somebody finally kind of pointed out something. Not so much that I hadn't thought of, but, but they kind of said it in a way that made me think, actually, no, they're right. Uh, which is... It's it's not so much that you can be taken out multiple ways now because you can now you can be taken out wounds wise or you can stress yourself out and end up crashing that way. But it means that I can have more variation in the weapons. So if you have like rather because at that point all weapons kind of did like they just impacted stress. Some impacted more than others, and therefore mm -hmm. some were more effective than others. But if you have some weapons that deal with stress and some weapons that deal with wounds, then it only one of the goals I had is I didn't want to have any of these things. It's like yeah, but why would I ever take that? There's just everything else on the on the table is going to be better than that why would i ever use it so it gives me more opportunities to make everything feel like it has a place place ultimately not that i'm at a balancing point in the game yet but um so i was trying out that uh initial tests is that the implementation of wounds has kind of thrown stress out a little bit because stress i mean it was definitely involved but nobody really stressed out to the point where they crashed um so all of that kind of needs to be readjusted now which is fine because it, it actually frees up the game in that way uh, i don't have to be so cautious on that side because you would get up pretty high pretty easily in the past and so i was i was reluctant to kind of push the turning stress and stuff too far because then it's then it's just not making the game fun 
So it, th there's still a little bit of work there. The big thing was, is about an hour before I left, I kind of realized that, oh, I don't actually have a way of tracking wounds without just putting dice on the table everywhere, which I didn't want to do because it just gets ugly. So I was like, okay, stuff it. Everybody has one wound except for one character. So each person has one character that has two wounds. There we go. We can test it. And basically what ended up happening is it kind of felt like all of the weapons were the same because most people only had one wound anyway. So it just was like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing that next time. So the last couple of weeks, I've kind of been designing cards to represent each of the minis. Uh, and like I've a dashboard for... Pretty much. Uh, the first version of them didn't print out very well. Uh, so I did them again Friday night. I haven't tested the printout yet, but basically it's, it's a picture of the mini itself with what the weapon they're using, a thing for their wounds, a thing for their maximum strengths. Uh, and I've actually put in the speeds on there so that you can kind of just mark it with a whiteboard marker as to what you're doing. Nobody can lose track as to what's going on because in the past when it came to stress, I was kind of relying on people just to be honest there, um, knowing that I would eventually have to solve that problem. But when it was only three minis, it wasn't really that hard to keep track of everything. But when you've got five or more, it um, comes a little bit yeah. harder just to track. Yeah. So, so it went well. Um, it was pretty much a wipeout for one guy over the other. Dice just weren't kind to him that day. Um, but they both had fun. Despite, like, but there were... Are, are, as I've are already you mentioned, bringing were... your own dice for this? Are you not telling people to bring their own dice? <laughs> no, I'm bringing my own dice. That's the worst thing you can do. You're no. You, you, you have the absolute worst dice in the world and you're letting other people use them? That, that's we're playing with play D10s. Games. We have per we're playing with D10s and D10s treat me well. Also, uh -huh. they both sure. had my dice. So there, there's no excuse for one guy rolling better than the other. They both belong to me. Okay, was one set calibrated for the Northern Hemisphere then and he was using it in the Southern? No, it's just one's pink and one's purple. So, um, I, I, I picked something up. It's on the way. Um, uh, th th This is more of a like to, you know, spend time with the significant other. Uh, she is huge into murder podcasts and whodunit stuff like that. Mm. Um, So I ordered, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, you know, uh, Hunter Killer. Yep. Yeah. It's a board game. So there, uh, it, it's not so much a board game as far as like um it's like $200 for a six month episode six months of you know an episode every month and you have clues and stuff it's almost like an escape room kind of thing where you have to go through the clues and figure out you know the solution so it's kind of a board game it's kind of not a board game so yeah. uh they had a huge spring cleaning sale so I was able to pick one up on the cheap to see what we think about that and you know expand the the repertoire of things to do on a Friday night instead of you know sit in front of the TV nice um the other thing I did this Fortnite is I, I know both of you already know this, but um, I officially launched a Facebook group for Enterbury City. At this yeah. stage, it's pretty much just, I mean, it's you guys and um, those from our Patreon that, that there's a, those that are joined, there is a link in the Entropy City uh, Discord channel uh, that you can get to if you want to. And otherwise, it's just people that have either shown interest or have actually been helping me test out things. So it's kind of like a grassroots. My hope for this ultimately is that if this does eventually become a product, then this group kind of becomes like the this is the grassroots of it where where it all started and we were kind of part of it before you kind of hopefully kind of become something that like like just like you can kind of go back and see the progression of the game over time is the idea um everything like the patreon is still getting but again but like, it's not actually officially part of our promises but i i am showing everything to patreon first they get like a minimum of like 24 hours before it gets shared anywhere else so yeah i believe we have a game talk that george is going to talk about and then we'll figure out whether i agree with him or not
Talk nerdy to me. So, uh, I got myself the Sylvaneth uh, Battle Box. Uh, their big Christmas special because it was a good deal, and I've always wanted a tree army, and it was a really good excuse to get a tree army. So I'm going through and I'm building trees, right? And and I, I came across something. And I, I'm sure this is not the only kit. I'm sure there are other kits that suffer from this. But I have too much plastic left over from doing the Tree Lords. And when I say too much plastic left over, I can kind of show you. And I'll switch my camera view here so I'm not trying to hold it up uh, on my face. There we go. Got that. Let me do this. Where's my camera? There we go. Okay, so here uh, we have a sprue that's not missing anything, right? A sprue, every single part and piece has been used. Yep. So anytime you get yourself the, the Tree Lord H kit or build as a Tree Lord or the, the third one, I can't remember what, what the actual name of it is, you're only using half the plastic in the box. That's a huge waste because I guarantee you, one, Games Workshop is charging you for... And, and the way the sprues are set up, it's essentially... You could argue it's, it's four little separate sprues because there's the base, that you have to use for every single one and then another quarter that is for the specific kit you're building. You're still paying for those other two parts of the sprue. Mm. You're still not, you're not using those though because they, they can't be used to build anything because the core part of it has already been used. So, um, and, and, and I understand why Games Workshop is doing this. Here's the Tree Lord box. You can build three models with this one box. I get it. It simplifies. It, it makes it so that you can just go buy it and then make the decision later on or, you know, whatever. Um, but I also think that, you know, it does complicate, but you know, what if you to do like a box where it's like, you know, you had the base sprue and then you get another box that was based on, you know, whatever the actual model you needed was. Um, yeah. That does complicate it, but it does cut down on, you know, waste. Because here, here's my thing too, right? If I'm only using half the box, what is the, what am I doing with the other half? It's either sitting around taking up space, I throw it in the bin, that goes into a landfill taking up space, it's plastic. Uh, you know, I'll have great, 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 great grandchildren before that finally breaks down, if ever, because again, plastic. Um, yeah, I, I I think some some companies with some of their kits need to stop and say this is is this the right thing to do? Because one, Games Workshop is charging how much for that kit, and we're only using half of it. Yeah, see, if, if 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 it were to be designed differently or better as far as usage of it, they could drop the price because they're not sending as much material and less is being wasted. There's a couple of different angles that you can look at this. I mean, for, for starters, that that particular kit uh, was. Just before the old times from memory. It was either old times or it was just before. I don't remember exactly where. It is an older kit. Uh, I mean, not for you. You have bought it recently, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, the kit itself was designed. Because in the in the modern day, most of their kits, even like the ones that build multiple things, are designed that all of the sprues kind of include all of the things. You don't get this, it's a base kit with, a, with an upgrade sprue anymore. Generally speaking, they don't do it as much. And depending on your point of view, either this is a good thing or a bad thing now from george's point of view obviously this would be a good thing if they're not doing it as much anymore the downside is that uh for those people that loved to collect their bits and then use them later on for other projects orc projects is probably the most obvious one to mention um it means that if we stop getting as much of them then we're not going to be able to take advantage of that as much however in saying that generally speaking most of the minis we're getting are also single pose now which is also another i mean i don't like well no I, that's not true i have mixed feelings on the single pose generally speaking the actual pose that you end up getting is much better and generally speaking tends to be a little bit easier 
easier to build. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good move or a bad move. Yeah. The other so angle the... that you can look at this at is realistically, um, if something's not done about this at some point soon, it's going to become a problem that Games Workshop will have to face because um, we know what the impact of plastic is now. There is no if, buts, or maybes about, well, no, it's just it's just the extreme version and like it's just a point of view. No, no, like it's pretty much scientific fact about the problem with plastic now. Uh, in fact, it's been a fact for a long time we've just kind of yeah. been ignoring it um so it's not exclusively a plastic thing either um i mean resin but you don't tend to get big multiple part version kits from resin like you do with hard plastics because if you well, get a hard plastic you, you kind of have to justify making it so it has to be detailed yeah um, uh, for, for, for the most part too with, with resin kit stuff and everything you know it's you get the stuff to build that one model and you have like the fill cups uh the the oh was it the where the where the resin flows yeah um yeah. you know like the gates the, the, yeah gates there we go yeah but like the the, the waste off a of resin kit is substantially smaller i yes. mean i mean just example like i've used every bit off the sprue that's there's still a lot left i get it though it is plastic it's molded you need to have the sprue to hold the plastic bits it's when you get the other sprue where nothing's used that that's where you know and, and this is not me trying to be like some sort of eco warrior this is me trying to be like you know be thoughtful and proactive for the future yeah it is worth noting uh that there was a story recently that some games workshop stores are starting to take spruce back in a recycling program so it's I, not I, very actually, widespread yet uh, that's the link i added onto the run sheet is is that actual uh article about that oh so which i think that is a huge step forward now don't, don't get me wrong there's some guys out there that are extremely creative and have a lot of time on their hands that are like send me your spruce i'm gonna make stuff out of them and there's some guys yeah. out there they're taking screws or whatever yeah, yeah like i don't have the time for that like um socks Star Wars Legion uses hard plastic as well. Yes. Um, how much is left on a sprue when you're finished with it compared to what you were just looking at? Let me see if I have for laying around. Hang on one second. While he's doing that, I'm just going to kind of browse through this. So, so the uh, the recycle program, like I said, it's not very widespread yet, and it is only in the UK. Uh, I'm hoping that this will end up being spread out wider, uh, but you can turn in plastic sprues and empty paint pots. Um, uh, the why is obvious. Uh, they're talking about... Like, how does it work and so forth? Honestly, what I what I what I would love to see happen with this too um, is if you are a Warhammer store, and I'm not saying like you know it says you know Games Workshop on the outside. I'm talking like you're an authorized retail location where you got the paint rack and you have so much inventory on hand is you can say, hey, with my order, send me a shipping label or whatever, and I'm going to stick all the sprues of my customers bring in. I'm going to stick it in a box, slap a label on it, and send it back to you to recycle. Yeah. And the if, they do this, if they do this, it needs to be at their own expense, not at the store's expense. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them throwing the cost of this program to the store. The store. Because A, they're making a profit from this and they have no right to make a profit from this and then charge the store for what is essentially a profit for them at the same time. Because the store won't make anything out of this. No, I, Only I, Games Workshop will. Games Workshop or whoever, you know, decides to do something like this, they absolutely need to cover the cost of shipping because one, if you're big enough that, you know, you're selling your, your product in multiple stores across the world, you have enough shipping leverage or enough to be like, I can eat the $20 shipping for a 20 or 30 pound 
pound box of plastic sprues that I'm going to recycle. The amount of so. the amount of publicity and positive publicity alone that they would get from spreading that out widely is enough to justify any of the costs associated with it. And make no mistake, the costs would be huge, but um, it would also automatically justify any argument that they're going to have in future. And make no mistake, like I don't like the term eco warrior because it kind of puts a negative spin on something that is a very positive thing to be um like it, it is part of this conversation like it's not the reason we're having the conversation but it is part of it um but when those people eventually start looking at the toy industry and like make no mistake as much as hasbro have made things to remove plastic from their packaging recently that was their decision to avoid this problem nobody's come after them at this stage it will happen at some point that somebody yeah, is eventually going to turn around and most of these toys are only played with for six months why is this industry ruining our planet like that that is going to be an argument that happens at some point if games workshop can, can get ahead on that then it never has to affect their bottom line it never has to affect their customer base and quite frankly it's only ever going to be a positive thing as far as their stocks is concerned because when that argument eventually does come for them if they hadn't put these sort of things in place their stocks will tank temporarily mm -hmm. uh, because that is the way that social media goes unfortunately and, and, and one can even argue you know and they're kind of exempt from that because you know but if you look at the european union and stuff like that you know do you know why uh you know the new ipads have a usb-c charging port on them, bruce uh because because the law forced them to exactly yeah the, the european union had enough power to say no you cannot sell a device unless you're using a standardized connector to cut down on the number of cables that are being per sold which that should which should have been done globally 15 years ago well my, my the argument is though is the 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 ipod the the ipad cable apple had that out before USB-C. so this was this yeah. is something that came came about afterwards and they were forced to but you know that's the kind of power that you know you know countries have let's look at this too you know the uk they've got so they have people in regulatory positions to make regulations so that people have things to do and at mm. some point some some committee and some entity is going to be formed for the sole purpose of you know manufacturing levels of of, of amounts oh you you have to cut this by 10 percent because of your own your well, that already exists numbers. in the car industry right well yeah. how long till it's you know in household products and toys and you know like you just said you know it's 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 if it doesn't exist yet it's going to exist yeah. and, and the fact that they've you know they'll start testing a recycle program and getting ahead of that is great but I, you know i i think it's you know on an on a industry that is becoming more heavily reliant on plastic and they're charging us lots of money for this plastic the amount they are trying to sell us needs to be addressed and the amount we have left over after you know we've done what we're doing as far as the build needs to be addressed now i said i started this conversation did you find a sprue there socks so this is pretty my much Pikes. yeah my this is my pike syndicate and that will that's one of the special weapons that he that i can get right here on this part of the sprue so depending on if i build two of those whip uh soldiers i'll, I'll have some extras but it's only going to be it's not going to be an entire sprue like you george it's going to be like maybe four pieces on on this sprue that's going to be left over and another four based 
on the special weapon on this. Yeah, so that that is spree. a better, that is a spin spray then. So so I, that that's pretty acceptable. Like if you can use, I'd say eighty percent, seventy percent of the sprue, I'm pretty okay with that. If you're you know if you're leaving the, like half of it there, you need to address that. That's you're you're you because they're not going to give you like oh they're only going to use half of this, so we're only going to charge you this much because they're not going to use this half. They're not mm-hmm. doing that. They're selling you all the raw product that's in that box. And if I don't use half, I mean you you want to talk about you know exploitation, Bruce? That's exploiting the customer right there. You're going to pay for four sprues. You're only going to use two of them. I understand where you're coming from, but you need to remember that at one point the kit bash was a legitimate part of this hobby that was encouraged. Just because Games Workshop don't talk about that anymore doesn't mean it's not part of the value. They just sure, try no. to people forget that they can build their own stuff. Um, right, but but the, I understand what I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it, I don't think that's exploitation. I think that's less than I, I think <laughs> I had a stronger argument for that than you are making. This, this 50% that I have sitting here left over, I, I there's nothing for me to to kit bash with. There's no legs, there's no arm, there's no torso. It's all head attachments, finger attachments, stuff like that. It's it's the external 10% of the model, not the core, you know, 75%. You know, it's so much is just being left and I, I have nothing I can do with it. Yeah, I can yeah. do, you know, like make some like, you know, scatter terrain, you know, some markers and stuff like that. But it, it, it's, I'm still going to be left with, you know, more than 40% left over mm. with with nothing to use it on. As for, because there's, the, I've mentioned, I've kind of teased on this and we kind of like just, just a second ago, but there's a percentage of the, I, I want to say specifically Warhammer crowd, but that's not entirely fair. That is, if by chance this goes viral and everybody's out there going, how dare you? I just want to point <laughs> out, like, because there is there is a part of this community, and it's not a small part of this community, that will keep every single piece they can. I'm not talking about the ones that will recycle every sprue that they have. That's a different argument, and good on you. You've been solving this problem from day one. I'm more talking about the people that literally have boxes upon boxes of bits, because they will use them eventually. And their argument right now is going to be, I am already solving this problem. No, you're not. I, some of you are. Um, most of you are just collecting bits and having them sit there for the one day that you will eventually use them. 90% of the stuff that you keep isn't being used and probably never will be. Um, so that that's that's the only reason why I, I'm, I, I'm... I don't mean to attack you guys, but deep down I think most of you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of those people I'm not anymore because I, I, was, I, ne- I, I never yeah, used them. I, yeah, I was too. Uh, I know and, people and I, that do use them and I know people that use all of them, but those people are very rare. Most people just aspire to be that person because we all know the one person that can create something out of nothing. I, I, I know there's a local person that doesn't play. He just, all he does is hobby and he creates chaos models out of literally everything. And some of the conversion, like he uses Necron and Tyranid parts, like he uses literally everything to create things that you never would have dreamed of. It's absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and, and I don't disagree. There that are is the dream, the hobby. but most yeah. of us are not that person yeah no absolutely yeah and I, I i'm getting to the point where it's just like i have so much sitting around i have i have so much stuff I, I i need to be cognizant of what i have hanging around and taking up space the problem is is i don't want to take this and just bin it because well i've spent money on it you know it's it, like it, it's something that doesn't need to be just tossed out it, it can mm-hmm. serve another purpose like it can be run through the mold machine again and make more minis again um i just one I, you know i i don't think i need to have that much plastic left over from a kit and then two 
too. I, I'm you know, glad that they're not doing it as much now as they used to. Yeah, no, and that is fair too. Yeah, like not like that they're not doing it. They're not doing it as much now as they used to. It used to be a bigger problem than it is now. Absolutely. Um, and the fact that you know Games Workshop is is doing a test program and it's it's where they're located in the UK. You know, hopefully they do get it expanded out. You know, I, I think sprue recycling is probably one of the best things to happen to this hobby since the hobby itself, probably. Yeah. Um, second to maybe like because TT Combat are essentially doing this with their resin recasts. Yeah, yeah. Like that, and that is legit. That was legitimately a game changer. We gave them credit for that when it when it was announced, and they deserved it because that that they're they're upcycling something that is not recyclable. It is waste. You can't reuse resin that's already set. Like you can't unchemical balance it. That that's not how it works. But they found a way of making it work. Um, right. In a very clever well, way. Yeah, and and you know most of these pla- hard plastic screws. You know how you reuse them? You you put them in the machine. You grind it up into the pellets that have already that are already fe- yeah. fed into the uh, injection molder. Heat it up to temp, and you injection mold it. And guess what? It's reused. It's recycled. Yeah. So the benefits of as much as I don't like it. Metal minis is, is that anything that comes out as a waste can just be melted again. Yep. You don't yeah, get that benefit as much with everything else. Um, but we're getting there. So, so. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think CO cast should be recyclable in the same way that the plastic because it's thermoplastic. So in theory, you should be able to just melt it again. In theory, it's not a chemical reaction. It's just you should be able to recycle that as well. In theory. Yeah. But anyways, that was that was my thought. Uh, I, I I've been sitting on this since probably about january when i started putting my stuff together i think so mm. yeah uh, when george said sent this initially i was like i don't think i agree with you and if we talk about this i don't think i'm going to agree with you and i still don't i mean i do and i don't i agree with elements of what you're saying and i don't mm-hmm. with the others but if anything i actually think it makes the the topic more interesting um i mean games workshop obviously have this more so than a lot of others because they very much make a point of making their sprues very dense um but i, I don't know if you have any other thoughts like from the other things that you look at socks because i know you look at a few games that we don't i mean i mentioned legion for example but i don't know if there's any others yeah, that you can uh, think so of. warlord games is actually pretty good um as well uh since i used to have full faction i got rid of it all but uh looking at their sprues that they're gonna have for uh black powder gettysburg set i'm gonna mm-hmm. use pretty much everything on those those uh good. i'm gonna just have an empty frame completely yeah so no and, and, and that's because, um the i can't remember what it's called but the what the one model in that in the battle box for the savannah i use every single bit with the exception of like you know five little butterfly and like bug things that you know get added on later kind of kind of thing every mm-hmm. single bit was used off all the spruits yeah just there those, are some like heroes. that but then there's some where it's just like it's it's a little ridiculous a little so. too much yeah, yeah for sure and and, and, and and like i said i think it's a issue you know like look at uh drop fleet commander you know it was the brilliant thing of like here's your cruiser sprue you can build any cruiser with this sprue and when that first hit it was brilliant it was awesome it made it like you don't have to order like five different kits to get like six ships you could just whatever ships you want out of the box and, and i still i still think that's great but i think that's you know how much is left over and not used you know yeah. is is going to become a problem uh a lot faster than a lot of people probably realize so yeah it, it's like even while i thought i was going to that is that too yeah um and actually yeah we hadn't discussed that that is certainly another way around it like at the, at the end of the day like and like I said, I, I kind of had a feeling I was going to agree, uh, disagree with you, at least to some extent. 
But at the end of the day, I think that only makes the conversation more interesting. Mm -hmm, And although the the argument's not happening yet, I've been saying this for about six months now in other contexts, mainly the toy context. Make no mistake, that argument is coming. Um, And they're going to have a point, regardless of whether we want them to have a point or not. They are going to have a point. Um, So we, we do need to be ahead of the curve on this one. But I would like to talk about our sponsor. Not our sponsor. Yeah, our sponsor. So, Valhalla Hobby. They are based in Wisconsin. Verona, Wisconsin, specifically. Uh, I want to... Hang on. Change over to there. So... On screen at the moment, I just brought up an example of a game that we've spoken about a few times, which is Conquest. Uh, like They have all of your regulars. They have your Warhammers, obviously. They have your Magic the Gathering and your Dungeons and Dragons. But the thing that they focus on more than anything else is your niche games. Like Most hobby stores that you walk into will only have Games Workshop. Maybe they will have Warmer or used to have Warmer Hordes, uh, and then Magic. And then if you want to get anything else, maybe they'll order it in for you. These guys actually stock a lot of this stuff. So I've just got Conquest up as an example. I just picked it from the list just because it's probably one of the only ones we haven't spoken about in the previous ones. But they have a huge range of this stuff. Uh, It's all available on their website at ValhallaHobby.com. They have Bushido. They have Moonstone. They have all of your tabletop, uh, so your TT Combat stuff. They have a huge range. If there's a game that you're into and you're struggling to get, you should find it here. If you're in Wisconsin, go and check them out in Verona. If you're not and you're still in the US, go to ValhallaHobby.com. There's going to be a link in the show notes. If you use the code GT20, wait, hang on. 203 no 2305 sorry gt2305 uh so long as your order's over a hundred dollars you'll get five percent off the entire order so if you can do that it'll help you we we don't get anything financially out of this it just means that they can see that we are getting people across and it'll help support the companies that are supporting us like i said the only reason we have getting table.com is because these guys have sponsored us we would not have been able to afford to do it otherwise so please help out where you can let's discuss some upcoming events. And the first one I want to talk about is an event that's taking place at Valhalla Hobby. <laughs> they're located in Verona, Wisconsin. On the 20th of March, they're running a Song of Ice and Fire tournament. Uh, so that's another Simon game, another one that was very successful. Uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier that there was kind of some controversies within the community on that one. Um, the, the game itself seems to be recovering from what I can see, which is good um, because it was a very very popular game despite what they had done a couple of times um adepticon is what a next week weekend. away at this point yeah it's next weekend. Weekend. yeah, yeah socks needs to get that uh transfer to fe warren air force base and then we could road trip up there for that, <laughs> that and, i don't think you'll get that, that quick oh yeah yeah and gen con yeah uh <laughs> shamburg <laughs> illinois uh 22nd till the 26th of march um, I just want to have a quick discussion. There's a Bushido tournament that's happening this weekend. The Grand Masters for the United States is happening that weekend. There's currently 29 people in the Grand Masters tournament. There's also 32 people registered on the casual Thursday games. Uh, if you are a Bushido player, then you need to get registered. Uh, they, you register through the website as per usual. 
uh, there's still a couple of spots. Like, get in on that. Like, seriously, it's definitely worth doing. That's run, that's run by our one of our friends, Greg. Um, he helped me and Ben out quite a bit. We also appeared on his podcast for Bushido, um, talking about a few things. Um, they very good guys. Highly recommend supporting them. Uh, and plus, I'm uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, plus, if you win the tournament, it's a grand tournament. It's grand masters. Therefore, you get to put some input into a future product product that's coming for Bushido like seriously I kind of want this to happen in Australia at one point there was actually discussions of it but then uh, it hasn't happened yet but that's it's not there for it's kind of there was a little bit of a drop in the community it didn't appear this year because also, the person running the tournament couldn't do it also happening at the Con is worlds for X-Wing Legion and Armada nice so this is the first world since COVID kind of shut that down yep. so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this especially for Legion with the new rule set they just announced uh, a few months ago and the one that I'm still kind of mm. eh with. We'll see if anything comes out of those yep. more so. Uh, sure if there's going to be... Nah. <laughs> If there's ever going to be a change, it'll be because of something happening at Worlds. So uh, whether it gets proven to not be a problem or whether it gets proven to be something they have to fix, it'll be Worlds where that decision is made. Yeah. Uh, we also have... 28 players at Worlds, for, just for Legion. How many? 128 or so. Damn, that's nice. That's a good yeah, showing. It's like, yeah, it's too many uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> just because you live in a state with three other people. <laughs> what do you think I live here? <laughs> two, two most of the time. One of them's gone every, other, every so often. Socks, if you move into there, you're going to like triple the um the the, the people that live in this state. I will. <laughs> My plan. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we have the con the Conquest Games Convention coming up on April seventh till 9th. It happens at the Coburg Town Hall in Melbourne. Uh, I'm still unsure if I'm going or not. Uh, it depends on a couple of things, but I'm crossing my fingers because there is actually things I'd like to go and see. Uh, Salute is also happening in April. That's the 22nd. That happens at the XL Centre in London. Uh, Salute is huge. If you've never been to XL, if, uh, if you've never been... You need to go. It's one of the big, the big events of the year. Um, otherwise, that's it. Thank you very much to those that support us. If you would like to support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash getting tabled. This is pretty much your last chance if you want to enter the tournament to win the Shaltari fleet for Drop Fleet Commander. You win a Shaltari Dreadnought, a Shaltari starter. Drawing, not tournament, Bruce. Oh, I misspoke. Sorry. It's a competition <laughs> that you can win. Um, you would one person will win a Shaltari Dreadnought, a Shaltari Starter Set, a Shaltari Cruisers Box, and a Shaltari Frigates Box. You can pretty much build a competitive list of anything that you want out of that Shaltari wise. Obviously, uh, that'll all go out to one lucky person that's been supporting us. Um, everybody that has been supporting us has been receiving one entry for every month that they did so since it was announced in October. Uh, at time of recording, I believe it's thirty nine entries, but I would have to verify that. Uh, our website is gettingtabled.com if there's any story that we have discussed today that you want to have a look at the article from that is where you will find it it will always show the links to the most recent episodes um, facebook.com slash gettingtabled is where most things get shared for the first time uh, youtube.com slash gettingtabled is where you'll find the crit video when that goes live this week on Wednesday if you want to reach out to the team and ask us to talk more about something then gettingtabled at gmail.com is where you can do that uh, we'd love to have more comments and community 
and community feedback. Honestly, we would. It's something we need more of. Uh, our Twitter and Instagram is at getting tabled. It's almost like we have a theme going. And although it's only casual at this stage, if you still want to follow me, twitch.tv slash Jason the Bruce. Uh, I'm kind of casual at the moment because my work situation changed. That won't be going back until September. Uh, but if you follow me, you will be able to see when I do go live. Um, I would like to get something done on Twitch again sometime soon. Uh, it's just a matter of actually being able to do it. And it's unfortunately too hard with my current work hours, which I'm already hating. I'm a week and a half into it and I already hate the new hours. <laughs> it's only temporary. It's fine. Socks. Yes. Thank you. George, Thank you. you smell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.